For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back into the third and final hour of the program here on Thursday, 420. So I've lined up a little bit more 420 music for you. Uh, but also, I was just putting together, you know, I, I tried to, during the news breaks, push out the podcast from the previous hour. As long as the, the technology catches up to date and... And, uh, and it has it ready to go in time. I like to, to try to put it out, you know, during the news. And I was just typing the description for what the hour was about. And if you don't get the program, like if you don't listen to it and understand it, it might seem like a pretty, pretty eclectic statement here. Tim talks New Bedford police, Bigfoot, and the Kowloon. I hope that people who just happen to stumble upon that podcast realize that it's um separate topics <laughs> they're not all together imagine if the new bedford police department went to the kowloon and had some lunch with bigfoot i think that would be um that'd be a pretty fun day uh, and on, on 420 somebody's probably sitting around thinking about it so uh 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and get involved in the discussion uh we were talking about the the story that's up at WBSM.com and on the app regarding the New Bedford Police Union being, quote, cautioned by the New Bedford Police Administration about what they're putting on Facebook. That because the union has been putting out information about crimes that has not yet been released by the department, they're being cautioned about putting that information out. Because... It should come from the police department first, which the, the police union seems to agree with. But the caveat is that they don't think that it comes out in a timely manner when there's a weekend or a holiday. So they they say they were just trying to fill the gap. Lieutenant Evan Bilski was on uh, the South Coast Tonight program last night with Marcus and Chris. He is the president of the police union. And uh, listen, he's trying to characterize it as we're just trying to get the information out to the people. But let's face it. The police union has an agenda in what they're put and what they're putting out there in putting out information about being understaffed in putting out information about the uh, officers who are departing and, and the members of the department who are departing for neighboring communities in putting out information about the crimes that are happening they're they're gaining public sympathy in the course of these negotiations that are ongoing between the union and the Mitchell administration. 
And also, we've heard the stories that they're starting police officers at $22 an hour. They're not making that much more or in some cases the same as people who are working at Dunkin' Donuts or stocking shelves or, you know, far less dangerous jobs. So they do have an agenda in what they're trying to to get out there. But it is interesting to see the difference between the way that New Bedford handles the dissemination of information and some other departments as well. And I think you have no glaring difference, no more glaring difference than Fall River versus New Bedford. Fall River, a close in size city. Fall River, a city that has issues with crime, a lot of the same issues that you see in New Bedford. But they put out press releases almost on a daily basis with mugshots. They give you the complete information. Now, New Bedford won't reveal, won't give mugshots. I've talked to Mayor Mitchell about it. We've talked about it on the program. We've talked about it off the air. There have been cases where those who have been accused of crimes, charged with crimes, who did not get found guilty of crimes, have sued municipalities for putting out their, their booking photo. And so because it could be a violation of their civil rights, the city has decided not to release mugshot, not to release booking photos. But when somebody is convicted and they have been arrested again, we should be able to have their mugshot photo, especially when we would get press releases from the police department under Chief Cordero's administration where they would be, hold on, call or get to you in one second, where he would be talking about, well, the press release would be talking about how this is a repeat criminal and the police arrested him twice in a week and the judge released him and he was back. So show us what he looks like. They would they would literally tell us in these press releases that somebody, you know, is a danger to the community and should remain locked up, but they won't show us what the person looks like. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Hello. Good morning, Spooky Tim. How you doing? I'm doing. Okay, as far as this thing with the police officers and everything, yep, tough job. I wouldn't want the job for a thousand dollars an hour, you sure. know, because they put on that uniform, they go out and out there, and who knows what could happen. All right. Uh, now the twenty-two dollars an hour. Let me ask you a question. Maybe you know, how long have the police been working without a contract? It's been a couple of years, I believe. Yeah, so that's probably why the $22 an hour, if they could have reached some sort of agreement on a contract, I don't know how much more they'd be getting, you know, but, base but, pay. But doesn't $22 an hour seem like not enough even for four but, or but five the years? the problem ago? is that they haven't had a contract, Spooky. That's the problem. They, they, they've been in contract negotiations at least for two years, maybe three. Uh, maybe if the contract had been settled uh, two or three years ago, it wouldn't be uh, $22. Maybe it would be, I don't know, $30. I don't know. Okay? So that's the problem. And that's that's been a problem not just with this mayor, but with former mayors. Let's take Fred Kalis a while back. Fred Kalis was trying to get, again, the big issue of the medical down. Okay? Back then in Fred Kalis's day, we had Chamberlain. We had... Revere Copper Brass, we had uh, a good year going. 
it tended to offset uh, the taxes for the homeowner. We don't have those factories anymore. Calvin closed. Cliffdex is gone. So consequently, everything has fallen on the homeowner. Even small businesses have moved out of New Bedford. Regal House, for an example, one example. The potting bench, for an example. Okay, moved out. Okay. So again, uh, that's a stumbling block that goes back to Mayor Kalis. Mayor Kalis, God rest his soul, nice guy, loved the city. Okay. Also, I remember they asked him one time, are there gangs in the city? He said, there's no gangs in the city. Well, of course he was wrong. There were gangs in the city. Mm-hmm. Then you got to Mayor Lang. Mayor Lang got along a little bit better with the uh, police uh, officers and police problems and stuff like that. He was liked until he asked them one time, hey, you know, the budget's going high. I, I, I might have to cut some police officers. What if you guys take no uh, raise for one year to keep your brother officers on? Oh, no, I'm not doing that. The brotherhood collapsed. So Mayor uh, Lang had to lay off some police officers, as I remember, uh, maybe because of attrition or uh, retirements. The police officers came, you know, back on and things moved on. Then you came to Mayor Mitchell. He inherited the same problem, okay? And one of the big problems is the medical and pensions and all that sort of stuff, okay? So he's inherited a problem that, as far as I can remember, goes back to the time of uh, uh, the late Mayor Kalis. And, again, when you don't have a contract in three years, that's why the the price stays at what it was at the last contract, $22 or $21 and change, whatever it is. Again, the police have a very difficult job. Uh, they can't find people that want to, you know, get into the job. And, again, for $1,000 an hour, I wouldn't want to do it. You're putting your life on the line. But uh, that's the backdrop of this whole thing. And, uh, you know, there's no give on either side in a way, like, again, with that uh, that me- medical plan, which not all city workers have. I believe the fire have it, too, and I believe the, po- uh, the teachers have it, too. Uh, but there's, there's no, um, you know, there's, there's, there's no wiggle room here. And the mayor, you know, he can, you know, be a stubborn person, and I'm sure the police can be stubborn, too. And so now we've got a situation all over the country where, you know, you can't find people for these jobs. Uh, it's, it's it's sad. Uh, I will say, though, uh, you know, uh, there is, as far as I'm concerned, from what I've heard, uh, the data that the mayor refers to, I'm sorry, it's selective data, you know. <laughs> I, from what I understand, a while back there was uh, some... Uh, uh, firing outside, uh, somebody fired a gun outside New Bedford High School. It was all quieted right down. And then there were uh, cartridges found uh, outside of the school. Right. We still haven't gotten all the information yeah, on that. Yeah, I but know. They, they, I, they, yeah, I, I understand the hierarchy rule. I don't agree with it, but at least I understand, like, why why it's in place. But the the bigger problem is, you know, as you said, this that this has dragged on for years. Yes. Now, Mayor Mitchell has said on, on the show here that um, – that they're they're making good progress in those in those negotiations, but I mean, when? Because by the time you get it done, you're already thinking about what your next contract's going to yeah, be. Yeah, and I know, and they can't they, they can't talk about it because they're in negotiations. Neither side is supposed to talk about it. So yeah, you're right. When? Uh, so I, I think I think he's looking for a little give on the medical thing. Uh, I don't know if that'll completely solve it. Uh, maybe instead of seventy five twenty five, you pay uh, sixty five thirty five. I don't know. Um, you know, again, that's all in negotiations, but it's it's a dilemma. 
uh, you know, if someday, if, if Mitchell ever says, you know something, I heard him on your program the other day, and he said he, he didn't know where he was, uh, he was kind of disoriented, what did I do today, I don't know. Sounds like a guy that hasn't been overwhelmed, that might be getting overwhelmed a bit. What if someday he says, you know something, I've spent enough time. You know, you don't worry about the four-year term. I'll tell you what, I I, I got a job up at the uh, up in the state. I know Maura Healy, and I'm going to go into the uh, into the uh, attorney general's uh, office as a uh, as a state prosecutor. I'll see you later. Who's going to take that job? Who would want that job? Well, I think there are people who want the job. Yeah, but I, I don't know that they necessarily want it. They want the job, but do they do they want it once they get it? Yeah, who would want the headaches that the, you know the the, uh, the the city has? You know, uh, and so it would be interesting someday if the mayor said, "You know what? I've been around long enough. I got a job that's going to pay me more than I think the hundred fifty he gets." And I'll have. I think he gets one hundred and ten. One hundred and ten, or even worse. Maybe it might be one hundred and fifteen. Okay, one hundred fifteen. Uh, hey, look. Good luck. God bless you all. It's been a great ride. I'll see you later. And again, who is going to be able to step forward to handle all these problems? Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe someday, with not being able to, uh, you know, hire police officers, uh, the mis- maybe the the governor will have to call out the national guard. I don't, uh, know. I don't know if we'll get to that point, but we'll find out soon because he's, right, he, he's going to let us know if he's going to run again, pr- probably in the next couple months, sooner or later. And, and again, the, the question comes. If he does decide to, you know, move on, and no one could blame him, he's been around a long time. Who do you have on the bench to to, to replace him, and who would want the job and, and be sane in a sense with all the problems that I can think of a few city councilors for sure. Yeah, I know, but like you said, you can want it, but you know, how you're going to do it, you know, right. that sort of thing. And, and then I think even the mayor, would, you know, with the with police and the mayors before him. Uh, and I'm not trying to put the onus on the police officers. I understand the situation and everything. Uh, again, it's uh, it's the Gordian knot. How do you how do you unknot it? You know that sort of stuff. Absolutely. Well, thank you for the All call. All right, my friend. Have you a good take day. Care. Stay spooky, huh? Take it easy. Okay. Bye bye. 508-996-0500. So yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack there, and a lot to unpack with what what the situation is here with the police union. Think about this. You had what? at least that I can think of, three different police union presidents that have been involved in these negotiations, and there's still no contract. Now we see the union being, quote, cautioned about the information that they're putting out. Now, if you look at the, so look at the New Bedford Fire Union's Facebook page versus the New Bedford Fire Department Facebook page. The fire union gets information out a little bit more quickly than the the department does onto Facebook. And that could be a variety of different reasons. But they get information out there and they'll put out some pretty significant information in there to let people know what's going on. And then the department will put out a more complete post uh, a little bit later on. And so, you know, if you if you're wondering about a fire that's going on, usually the union has somebody that posts, you know, active fire, working fire. Uh, at whatever the address is. So you know that that's happening and then they'll give you the details when they can. They're usually pretty good about putting up some photos and videos. And then, you know, the department will often share that same information, share those same photos. So it, it, it it's a way that the union and the administration of the department are working together to get that information out to people. And I think there is a pathway for that to be happening with the police union and with the police administration. But it seems more like to me, it's like, 
you can't put that out because we weren't going to put that out yet. And I, I feel like if that's the situation, eh, that makes me a little bit nervous. Because I go back to these callers who are saying it's it's suppression of information. As, as Lieutenant Bielski pointed out, we're not giving names. We're not talking about crimes that we shouldn't be putting up there like sexual abuse or, or domestic violence or anything like that. No, we're, we're putting up this incident happened at this location. The same information you would get from a police log anyway. And when the police logs come out, they should have every incident on them. They might redact some of the information, and we see redacted police logs now and then with uh, information taken out. If it's a juvenile, they'll block out the name or something like that. Um, I do think if it's a domestic violence call, they don't put those on the log at all, if I'm correct. And if anybody from the police department is listening, you can tell me if I'm wrong. But uh, I think that they just don't put those on the log at all. But the, as, as, as Lieutenant Bielski pointed out, we know what we can post and what we can post. We're not going to do anything that's going to jeopardize an investigation. We just know that the people have questions and we want to give them the answers to that. We want to be transparent. So the way that it was being characterized, at least the way my ear was hearing it, maybe I'm trying to listen for a controversy that might not be there. But it sounded to me like he was saying the union's trying to be transparent. The administration is not. 508-996-0500. We'll be back after a quick break. Man, what's the matter with that chat there? What's people reaper? What's a reaper? Yeah, man. You mean that chat's high? Sailor. Sailor. Lightly. Get away from here. Man, is that the reaper, man? That's the reaper, man. I believe he's lost his mind. I think he's lost his mind. Hey. <laughs> And welcome back in 508-996-0500. Reefer Man, Cab Calloway. Love Cab Calloway. Uh, as a kid, of course, you know, Blues Brothers is one of my favorite movies, and he's in that movie. And my dad was like, oh, you, you, you like Minnie the Moocher? Well, you got to hear some other Cab Calloway stuff. And so uh, I, I'm a fan. And that is Reefer Man played because, you know, it's it's 420. And I think a lot of you probably met the Reefer Man these days. Uh, they're, they're everywhere. Just drive around with your windows open. Anyway, 508-996-0500 or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. Or you can send us a open line voicemail on the WBSM app. Again, brought to us by our friends at South Coast Towing. And we did get a, an app chat message from Anonymous New Bedford who says they never post the criminal's picture either. Every police department posts photos of the criminals arrested on their social media. And uh, I mentioned that a few moments ago, that there have been some court cases in which people who were arrested but not convicted, people who were, because listen, not everybody that's arrested is guilty. And they have not yet been proven guilty. And we have the presumption of innocence in this country. So technically, they are not criminals at the time that they these booking photos are taken. 
Uh, now, the booking photos are public information and a matter of public record, which is why we have argued that we should be able to have them. The mayor's argument has been, call her, I don't know why you dropped off, but maybe maybe you can call back 508-996-0500. But the, the mayor's argument when discussing it with me is that there have been lawsuits that have happened as a result of this, and he doesn't want the city to be opened up to a lawsuit in that regard. Uh, Chief Oliveira told me the same thing. So this is something that they are using caution in this regard. And, 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 and listen, there's something, too, that a lot of news outlets are looking looking more and more into, and that's something that we call compassionate coverage. And we practice that here, believe it or not. Even though we write about crime all the time, there are certain crimes that we won't write about. There are certain things that we don't report. Uh, there's certain things that when we hear about it, you know, we'll follow up and we'll get the information and we'll say, okay, that didn't go the way that we thought it was, so we're not going to publish anything on it. You know, there was a time when we would write about every overdose that came over the scanner. And then we decided we would only write about ones that happened in public. That the public didn't need to know from a news perspective. I mean, obviously, somebody's keeping track of the number of overdoses that happen, and and those numbers are important. But giving you the location of where somebody died in their home of an overdose is not important for the public to know. It's a private matter. Um, same thing with, you know, the same why we don't report on suicides unless they happen in a public place. And so those are just some of the things that we have, we have scaled back coverage on. Uh, you know, we used to report they would have a prostitution sting and we would get a name of all the people that all the sex workers that were convicted that were arrested and all of the Johns that were arrested. And then we said, you know what, this is this is not worth ruining somebody's life over. I mean, first of all, my own personal opinion is that it, it should be legal. That's just how I feel about it. Secondly, you you have a lot of see back in the old days, this would go into the newspaper in the daily police blotter, and nobody would think about it again. It would be read on the radio during the news time, and then that would be it. Unless you had a tape recorder and you were recording WBSM's news reports, it was one and done. After that day, it was probably nobody was going to hear it again. Well, things are different now. We have podcasts. We have recordings of the news. We have our digital articles that never go away. So now there's a record of these things happening. So now somebody who might have gotten arrested for, you know, soliciting a prostitute in 2005, they don't have to worry about that. Nobody really knows about that anymore. But if we were still covering those things and it happened in 2023... Well, the next time you go and apply for a job, that person's going to search your name in Google and what's going to come up? A WBSM story about how you solicited a prostitute. And that's not a crime that should ruin you for the rest of your life. That's not a crime that should affect people's belief in you going forward. So we've tried to have some more of that compassionate coverage. And in, in a sense, too, listen, sometimes we look at, we get r reports of, of, of criminals, 
or of alleged criminals of people who were arrested, and we get a, a mugshot photo with it, and we say, oh, we can't use that mugshot. That's that. This is this is a person that obviously looks like they were in you know in the throes of addiction when they were arrested, and this is not like all this is going to do is bring them ridicule, and so we have made the decision at times not to run the mugshot that we were provided. We have also, you might have noticed this, we have de-emphasized the mugshot as the main image for the story. That's a conscious decision. Because not everybody deserves to have permanent public humiliation for something that they might have been arrested for. People make mistakes. We get emails from people from time to time that say, hey, you have this story up about me. And I was arrested, but I wasn't convicted. I was arrested, but it turns out I wasn't the person that did it. And I was my name was cleared. Uh, you know, because we don't get the follow-ups on all of these things. We get follow-ups on big crimes and we, we, we follow up on big crimes ourselves. But we don't, we don't follow up on every arrest that happens. So, yeah, sometimes these things happen. And that's why the New Bedford police and, and, and the city of New Bedford don't want to be putting out mugshots. I do think that once somebody is convicted, if we ask for the mugshot, we should be able to get it. 508-996-05. Man, people are impatient today. Sometimes you got to wait till I finish my thought before I go to the phones. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. But have a little patience. If I'm getting out a bunch of thoughts, I, I want to finish what I'm saying before before I take your phone call. The same way you don't like it if I start talking over you before you finish your thought when you call in. I'd like to think a lot of times it happens because this is a busy time of day for people. So you call in, you're on hold, you're waiting to talk to me, maybe you get another call and you got to take that. So I hope that's the case. 508-996-0500. Uh, why don't I take a break right now? And if you want to call in, there are open lines. We'll be back in a few moments. I bet you uh, you didn't think that I was going to play any Cypress Hill, did you? Ah, see, I just, what I do is I pick songs that I know the lyrics for so I can make sure, or I try to find the radio edit to make sure that it's safe to play uh, on the radio. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in in the discussion. Again, we've been talking quite a bit today about the uh, New Bedford Police Union posting to Facebook yesterday that they have been cautioned by the police administration about the information that they're putting out about some major incidents on the union's Facebook page. And uh, the police department, uh, police union president, Lieutenant Evan Bielski, was on South Coast tonight, also known as the Pansy Brothers, was on South Coast tonight last night uh, sharing 
some more insight into what this is all about. And you can read about that at WBSM.com and on the app, and you can hear his appearance there. Marcus had reached out to the police department and asked for, you know, kind of their side of things, like asking for uh, a statement from Chief Oliveira about it. And from what I understand, he was told that they would be getting back to him with something, and he had asked for me to be included on that. I haven't seen anything. And I'm sure if Marcus got something, he would have um, he would have sent it to me to make sure that I had it because we're going to update the story with it. And obviously, we want to bring it to you on the air as well. So if I if we don't hear anything back, maybe I'll reach out to uh, to, to Chief Oliveira and see if he'll pop on the program tomorrow. He doesn't he doesn't want to. He's he's told me before that he doesn't think that he's a radio guy, but I think it would be beneficial to hear from him, you know, some of the the reasoning behind this and 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 the flow of information that comes from the police department. I think it would be important for you to hear it from him. So we'll we'll wait and we'll see if we get a response on that. But this has been described as a cautioning, basically from what Lieutenant Bielski said was, "Hey, if we haven't put it out there yet, you shouldn't either." So basically saying, you know, let all the information come from us. And then the the police union has said they'll share that information once the department has made it public. And this is not a case of they were putting out, you know, major details of these crimes. This has been that they were putting out the information about the incident. As Lieutenant Bielski said, the same information that you would get from the police log, which... If it's a daily incident, a weekday incident, it's going to, you're going to get that police log the next morning. And if it's a weekend, there's going to be a bit of a gap before that gets posted. So they're trying to fill in that gap because, you know, we had three things that happened last Friday. Three things that would have been of note to people. Three things that people would have wanted to have known. That being a stabbing that happened on Rockdale Avenue, an armed robbery that happened on Nosset Street, and a shots fired incident that happened at Grinnell Street and Pleasant Street. People want to know information about that. That happened on a Friday. The Friday log is not going to get posted until Monday. Maybe this inspires the police department to have somebody on the weekends just post the logs. I don't know. I don't know what the access level is for that, but maybe maybe that's something that comes out as a result of this. So, again, you can read the story at WBSM.com and on the app. You can hear the podcast and uh, and you can judge for yourself whether or not you think this is a, a control of information or a concern about the information that's being shared. I don't think that they're sharing anything, at least from what I could read going back on their page, that would be risking, as, as Lieutenant Bielski said, we're not going to jeopardize an investigation. That's what they do. They're not, they don't, the, the officers don't want an investigation to fail. But also, you know, hey, listen, everybody at this radio station has the best intentions for WBSM in mind. But we also would never have somebody go out and speak on behalf of WBSM without clearing it with the bosses first. 
I would never go out into the community and say I represent WBSM and, and speak for it without clearing it with my bosses. I would never, you know, I, I try to give you as much information as I can here. I'm, I try to be transparent and let you, I like to pull back the curtains so that you understand how we do things. But if there was certain things that they didn't want me to reveal, I, I, I wouldn't do it. But I also know how far I can go. And they have the trust in me. So, for example, you know, if people call up and they start, we, we had this a few weeks ago. We had a caller that was, you know, uh, saying Town Square Media has this agenda and we, we obviously I work for them. So I'm just going to buy into the agenda and I'm not going to say anything negative against the company. I'll tell you right now, if I had something negative to say about the company, I would. And they've never given me a reason to. I get, I'll be totally transparent and totally honest with you. There are some things when it comes to content, especially when I was a digital managing editor, that I would roll my eyes about and say, I don't want to do that. But it doesn't mean that they were wrong. You know, when they said, hey, embrace TikTok for your brands and, and you know, have your, have your station, have a TikTok. Even if you're a news talk station, have a TikTok. I was like, I don't want to do TikTok. I don't want to put TikTok videos up. I understand why they want to do it, and they're right. We should be doing it, and maybe we will. I'm just not very good with it. I, I try to do stuff on my own personal, and it doesn't always turn out well. But, you know, obviously, we've got to embrace these these new ideas and these new technologies, but I have nothing bad to say about the place that I work for. If I did, I would probably, you know, I might be a little bit Howard Stern in that regard. I might be a little bit... You know, John Oliver, where he takes shots at HBO. He's happy to work for HBO, but he also calls out the dumb stuff too. And because he's honest about it, it's hard to really fault him for it. It's shtick. But he's still able to get those concerns out. And if I had those concerns, I would probably share it with you. But I don't. And if I thought that I was being told what I have to say every day. If I was being told that I, uh, this is these are the talking points we want you to bring up, th this is the side that we want you to take on it. If I was told all those things, I would I would give up this show. I don't even know that I would want to keep my job in that regard. I don't even know if that I want to be the assistant brand manager in that position. If that was the case, it's not the case. The only thing that we're told is to be honest, to be respectful, and then have at it. Try to keep it local. That's that's what we're told. Anything else we come up with on our own. And we're given that freedom. We're given that trust. I would think that the police union would be given the same freedom and trust when it comes to discussing some crimes, but apparently that's not necessarily the case. 508-996-0500, if you want to chime in on that, uh, we've got um, one of our superior app chatters who is another one who doesn't like the show yet listens every day, always watching an NB. Get off your high horse, Timmy. Believe it or not, no matter who is on the air, people will call. It ain't waiting to speak with you, pal. 
but you, yet you can't wait to app chat me every day with your with your stupid comments. I don't, I don't, I don't get you people at all. I don't get you people at all. When I'm home and I turn on the TV, and there's a show that I don't like on, I don't sit and watch it anyway. I didn't, I didn't like Game of Thrones. I like everything else on HBO. Didn't like Game of Thrones. I didn't just leave my TV on HBO and sit and watch Game of Thrones anyway. I said, you know what? I'll, I'll come back to it when there's something on that I want to watch, but I'm going to watch something else instead. I didn't feel the need to sit and watch Game of Thrones and then send a bunch of text messages to HBO telling them how terrible their show was. That's what you all sound like. 508-996-0500. You know, all of you people that just want to call in anyway and aren't sitting around waiting to talk to me. Sure. Right. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in a few moments. Well, let me get to the point. Let's roll another joint and turn the radio loud. I'm too long to be proud. And you don't know how it feels. You don't know how it Welcome back in. There's another one for you for 420. I uh, got an email in from Arthur who calls himself Artie OneNote because he is uh, a clown. He says, a clown of your friend Johnny OneNote. So he wants to know what the name of the movie was that I mentioned where I said that it always has me laughing no matter what. And I said, uh, well, what I was talking about was the movie Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I don't know that you will find it as funny. If you haven't seen the Kevin Smith movies that preclude it. So Clerks, the original Clerks movie, uh, Mall Rats, Chasing Amy, and Dogma. Those four movies came out before Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And the Jay and Silent Bob characters are stoners who appear in all of those films. So they're kind of like a, they're almost like a, a 90s version of Cheech and Chong. Even though one of them doesn't say much. But when he does speak... It's usually something important. So you have to kind of watch those four movies to get some of the jokes that happen in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And it's also a lot of the jokes are very much of the time. So like there's a scene in where they go to Hollywood and uh, they walk, they stumble onto the set of Goodwill Hunting 2, which isn't a real movie, but they stumble onto the set. And so Matt Damon and, and Ben Affleck are there filming this movie and it's you know it's very cultural references to the time you know they have just some of the actors that are in it and some of the jokes that relate to it so and it's it's funny to think about it's an early will ferrell movie role that's 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 how old of a movie it is so check it out jay and silent bob strike back if you haven't seen the other four movies i don't know that you'll think that it's as funny but maybe you could try it um and and to me the movies that have come after it just haven't been as funny but i haven't seen clerks three yet either All right. Well, so that takes care of that question. Uh, Speaking of things that uh, you can do with 
your time. You've heard me talk about barrels and boards. And I mentioned earlier, as another thing that I brought up earlier in the show, is that I want to go over there and have one of those tomahawk steaks for Father's Day. But you might not know this, but Barrels and Boards Marketplace, in addition to having so much great stuff that you can go in there and, and purchase in the marketplace to bring home and make it home, whether it be, you know, the New York Strip, the ribeye, the different things that I've been talking about all week and telling you about, uh, the giant shrimp, the giant scallops, whatever it may be. Yeah, you can take that home and you can make it yourself, but... The B&B Marketplace also offers delicious catering packages that'll feed up to 75 people. You can get their signature entrees. You can get sandwiches and wraps, pasta, salads, all kinds of stuff available for catering. They can take care of it for you. And this is a game changer. This is a game changer because, uh, you know, when you're having a party, when you're having a get-together, imagine putting out a spread of barrels and boards food. You will be everybody's favorite house to visit. You know, uh, we get to the point in the summertime in my family where it's like every other weekend we have somebody's party to go to. Oh, we got to go to another one. Oh, we got to go to another one. Oh, we got to go to another one. Not that we don't like spending time with each other, but come on. You can only eat so many hamburgers and bowls of pasta salad every day, right? Call Barrels and Boards Marketplace. Go see them on Route 138 in Raynham and talk to them about catering. And they can cater up to 75 people and really put out a spread that will be something everybody will talk about. And, you know, as I mentioned, Father's Day is coming. Why not go over there and get some of their delicious hand-cut meats? I'm talking about beautifully marbled steaks, giant chicken breasts, big, thick, you know, pieces of salmon, Everything there is beautiful, and it's right around the same price you'd expect to pay in a supermarket, but much higher quality. Find out more about Barrels and Boards Marketplace by going to their Facebook page. It's Barrels, the letter N, Boards, M-A, and find them on Facebook or use that as their website too, BarrelsAndBoardsMA.com, and you will be blown away by all that they can offer you. All right, well, that will do it for today's show. We are just about out of time. Coming up, you will have Bill O'Reilly, and after that, Barry will be with you. After Barry, it's Howie Carr. And then after that, it is South Coast tonight. And uh, I'm sure Marcus is going to be having some very interesting guests on tonight. uh, And he's going to be talking about some very interesting issues. And I'm sure he'll take more of your phone calls, too, on this police union issue. If you haven't had a chance to listen to last night's program, and also you don't understand why they're called the Pansy Brothers, you can check that out, listen to it, and hear it for yourself. And then join in the conversation tonight on the program. But uh, I want to say, too... If you are somebody that partakes in 420, enjoy your day. As they say, have a green day. Um, but also be safe about it. Be responsible with it. And uh, and certainly if you are the team that is bowling against us tonight, be ready to go down. It's the last night of the season. We're not going to be messing around. We're in seventh place. We want to stay there or move up in the ranks. So sorry, we're bringing our A game tonight. Don't worry, our A game is like a 138 average. So at least that's my A game. So you don't have to worry too much. But uh, it'll be fun, and I'll tell you how it goes tomorrow. But that'll do it for me for today. Everybody out there, have a great day, and enjoy every sandwich. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.